Hello, welcome to another somber episode of Podcast of Vito, a Big Brother podcast where we discuss, analyze, and recap uh, two-hour episodes of Big Brother All-Star. Tonight, I'm your host, Terrence, and here's my brother, Owen. Howdy, howdy. So, where do we even start? Now, I am reminded of earlier in the season when... uh, I don't remember who was evicted for this, but Brendan did his rendition of one week by the bare naked ladies. And he ended it saying like, there would be two weeks till we like the season because our logic was like, it would reach a point quickly from then that like people would have to take shots at each other. And here we are a month later. Here we are a month later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was that Kaser? Um, we, we did a couple yes, songs. I, I think it was Kaser. I think it was Kaser, but yeah, that seems like a lifetime ago. That seems like a different game when Kaser and Janelle were still in the house as the truthers backing what Big Brother was and could be. Yeah. What a shame. Um, so we haven't talked to you guys since last Thursday. So, I mean, technically we should be doing the whole week. Uh, I think we should probably just pick some of the key points here from Sunday and Wednesday. Really? I, I don't even want to get too into the details of the whole week because it was just. I mean, what it was as cookie about? cutter. It was as cookie cutter what is as there it to goes. Yeah. Um, and then, frankly, that didn't really change with the triple eviction. But there's still a little more to talk about, I guess. Yeah. Too little too late by Big Brother and trying to shake things up, unfortunately. But we'll get into that more. So let's just get into Sunday's episode with our first segment. Hashtag butt first. Um, so we pick up after um, last week's eviction. And the spotlight's kind of on Nicole. She's once again in the middle of a bunch of lies and she feels really bad about it because people won't bail her out and make it easier for her to get out of these lies. Uh, one, she, her and Danny are both pretending that they didn't throw votes to. I keep, forgot that that um, happened. Who, who, I don't even remember who they were trying to keep. Um, who's oh, the uh, Devon, 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 Devon. Duh. Yeah. Um, um, go ahead. Yeah. I, I completely <laughs> forgot that that, moment of them lying to each other and knowing that they were lying to each other even happened truly bizarre very bizarre and just another instance of this season where these people just are so uh they're so hesitant to just make moves in any one direction that like they can't even um they can't even be like oh danny's my ride or die i can tell her this they they're like out thinking themselves well and this goes along with what we've been saying about how like new big brother, I guess you can say it's like, Oh, PC big brother. They're all nice to each other's faces and they're all lying and then stabbing each other in the back. And this was an example of that. Yeah. It's kind of a shame. Um, but Danny at this point is debating to still, uh, she still has the replay power. Should she use it for Memphis? And I like, I couldn't believe this was even a topic, but, um, the thought process here is Danny or uh, Nicole wanted her to use it because I can't believe like she wouldn't use it to save me and like keep numbers that will, will be interested in keeping me here instead of Kevin because Kevin's a big threat. And she literally said that. Yeah. Um, absolute non-threat. But uh, what, what did you think about that? Now, I this just goes along with how I hate how Danny has played this, especially like given her her BB heritage here. The fact that she told everyone about the power 
made it impossible to Stupid. make this exciting at all because I think it would have been somewhat exciting if she rogue used it on Memphis and then it was like, oh, he used this power on himself. Now there's a target on him. Correct. Yeah, that would have been so much fun. And now it's not only, um, you know, are you going to use it? Are you not? It is kind of transparent that she was so clearly only thinking of herself by not using it on herself. And it's not like she's doing Memphis a favor. Memphis didn't even want it. And rightfully so, because if there's anything I will give Memphis credit for, he's understood. I need to get power every so often. And then I need to back off for a bit. Yeah. And there is something to that. And I understand why he didn't want to play. We haven't really had a problem with Memphis's strategy at all throughout the game. We just hate him as a person. That's a fair point. Yeah. Um, and when Danny comes to you asking, like, would you want this power to be used on you? I do think that the obvious answer is actually no, especially if you don't possess the power, because then anyone that doesn't know would assume that, like, you were hoarding this and kept it from them. Correct. No, you're absolutely right. But don't you think in that instance, he has to play along for the alliance and act like, well, if that's what you want, then I'll do it. I think that's what happened and what he had to do. Yeah, I think you would have to then make it your goal to make sure it was communicated to like everyone specifically in your alliance um, so that it didn't come off as like backstabby in any way that if if they didn't know that Danny had it and then this gets used, they the people who didn't know would assume that he kept it from them. I think that's the main crux of it. Yeah. Well, the good thing is that Memphis is not shy about getting everyone in a room and browbeating them, telling them, what's going on. Yeah. So that would have worked just fine for him, no matter what happened. And what ended up happening is that Danny ends up using it. So Memphis can play. Uh, and we get into our HOH competition. She did. Yeah. I like don't remember this at all. Well, it was really riveting. Uh, so easy to forget. Okay. I'll, I'll take <laughs> your word for it. <laughs> yeah. We, well, so then they go into the competition where you can put to the one side for prizes, put to the other side for HOH and Memphis basically just like blasted them off the, uh, oh, right. platform. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'll just get ahead of this cause I know I'll bring it up many times throughout the episode earlier in the season. I watched a few episodes of BB five did not stick with that. Been watching BB eight evil deck. And I'm like actually binging through it cause it's like actually a good season. Yeah. And, uh, I'm sure my memory will fade at many points cause just too much BB. One of them good. One of them bad. Don't remember the bad. Yeah, that's, that's a good way to go about it. Uh, I think Samer's watching five right now, so he said he's enjoying it. I would love to go back and do one of those, but I mean, I think I might need a break after this season, but maybe in a few months I'll get the for itch me, and, and want like a refresher, a little bit of a palate cleanser to get me ready for next year. For me, I'm a, I'm a little worried. Canceled. Yeah, I'm a little worried that we like never get a good season again, so I'm trying to... I'm trying to relive the golden days. And also that's like a theme of just like COVID times. If you go back to your comfort foods and like big brother is a comfort food for me, just not this season. Very true. How much in watching it? Cause you know, I talk completely. I mean, half times is kind of out of our ass about the, the old seasons. You have your vague things. You remember you have your key points. You remember if that, and you're really just referencing who won, who made it far, big moves, dance funeral. Um, what about the game back then, both the players and the structure of the game, the production, do you think was different and I'm assuming better? 
I'll try, and we might as well just get all of the takes out of the way right Do now. Do it. So, production. Biggest thing I noticed is they made a point of even making competitions where they would put house guests in positions to insult each other. And they would want to stir the pot that way. It's not even the type of thing that leads to direct conflict afterwards, but it kind of what's the sand and lets everyone know, like, this is the type of show you're on. You're going to get in fights with people. And BB-8 is big with fights because it's like evil dick. There's this girl, Jen, on there. Jen with the big boobs. And she. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 She sees like her memory wall photo and like starts crying right away. It's honestly, it's what I want the show to be. I want dumb people. I want smart people. And I want them to fight each other. So it's more in the mold of like MTV producing. Yes, for sure. Um, And I do think. You can't go full MTV nowadays, and I understand that, but they do need to be in a position where they get these people to interact in more direct ways, not even necessarily negative, but direct. And even like last year, granted, we had a whole season of bad people, but we got we got Taco Tuesday. That's why I I almost (laughs) I almost even look at last season as being better than this one, because it's like it kind of was there were. things that happened yeah like there were things to talk about um christy made coffee think yes. about that christy no no was we, it you we made can't mandela or, affecting it yeah or M- mickey brought her coffee <laughs> um and then my last bb8 take probably recency bias maybe i have to revisit a dan season Evil Dick is the best Big Brother player of all time because he was the perfect Big Brother player. Was he a more advanced version of the way Paul bulldozed through a season? Um, yes, but he was a better TV personality. I think society loves the idea of like genius men for whatever reason. We just want to look at any guy and you don't say genius. Yeah. Um, Dan and Derek are those guys. They're the geniuses because they they just controlled everything the whole time. Well, Evil Dick, he won exactly when he needed to. He got in people's faces for super entertaining interactions, and he almost always came out on top of those interactions. And then he goes to the diary room and is super genuine and like soft-spoken about his relationship with his estranged daughter. Tell me there's a better reality TV storyline anywhere. That's pretty great. I mean, there's not, you can't even come up with something in the last few years that is comparable. The only thing that would have been comparable is if in a, in a much different way, but in the way that she was explosive when she needed to be and great diary rooms, if Devon was a good competitor, she would be an all time. Oh, I can see that. Um, it, it is the thing that brings evil dick home is the fact that he goes in the diary room and is just a completely different person. Interesting. Just like if, uh, I was a 17 or 18, uh, like if maybe if Becky was like a really like a wild card in the house and then she just hit by came, a train Becky. Yeah. And then she just came back into the diary. She room came and into the house softly. like a train. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and talks about how she got hit in the face by a train. Yeah. It'd be kind of like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, that's good. Anything else in terms of... So you talked a little bit about production. You talked about the personality, Evil Dick specifically. 
Anything else you noticed or um, I think I saw on, on the app you're like 10 episodes in. Yeah. About there. They actually didn't shy away from more controversial things. I mean, I guess back then, what was that? Uh, eight, 22 minus eight. That is 14 years. Um, am Appro- I correct approximately because I think there's at least nine was a, an overlap year. So let's say 13. Okay. Um, nine, there was an orgy. I don't, th- I don't, I, I don't remember we stopped watching before that. that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I'm losing what my train of thought. What the hell are we doing? I'm, I'm losing lives. my train of thought. <laughs> we, we got, we got on production for not showing the bruises of this season. They deliberately hide the bruises and maybe 13, 14 years ago, it definitely was more widely accepted to say like, you don't accept gay lifestyle. Oh um, yeah. That, that, is, that is a direct conversation on this and Cal the older house guest and I say older she's uh, like she's like 37 it goes on like her religious like I would be very disappointed if one of my children was gay and talking to one of the gay house guests who's like a great guy I wonder where he went um, his name's Dustin and um she basically talks about how like, yeah, she actually likes Dustin a lot. Almost makes her forget about his lifestyle, but she still thinks like God made a man and a woman for a reason. Oh, and like oh. the, the show, the show didn't like, they didn't try to doctor that and like hide that away though. They just showed it and didn't try to editorialize it. Yes. Now that's an interesting historical artifact. Um, You know, it's a historical artifact BB wise. And then there, that's just like, uh, just showing how we're, we're different times wise. I'm glad that the show's editorialized some of that stuff, which is so obviously right and wrong now. And obviously they've moved in the right direction there, but by, I don't have an issue with the way they presented certain things. I have the fact that, that they censored certain things and just didn't include them Yes, as that's our, that's my issue. Yeah. And it's my issue too, because it kind of goes along with what a lot of people's issues were in the whole black lives matter movement, the main thing I saw against white people specifically is that a white person is more scared of sounding like they're racist than actually being racist. Correct. And I think that's a huge problem when the show hides stuff like that. The show is more scared of seeming like it's even though race was a little bit of an issue this season. It wasn't the biggest one. I think Ian's autism was the biggest bruise that they left off. Mm -hmm. Um, But in general, when the show hides stuff like that, but we know it happened, it's like they just want to make sure to their live audience they don't they don't come off bad. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those classic fan community things where like this rabid section of the fan base is literally the one percent, and everybody else is just chilling on their couch. I know, I know it, it is, and that's what matters, unfortunately. It's a crime that they feel they can really get away with having 24 hour live feeds while well, quote unquote, 24 hour live feeds. Um, and then just hiding the bruises from the rest of the show watchers. Yeah. No, it's a bit of a shame. And once again, we're talking about how things have gone downhill. Yeah. I mean, uh, in order to make these episodes somewhat entertaining or informative, we have to talk about things that aren't this current season of the show. Yeah. Tell me about it. Well, um, where do we leave off? We were talking about the replay power and we talked about the HOH. Oh, we haven't talked about the HOH comp yet. So this was the putting challenge. You could go to the one side for um, the money 
on the other side for for power to win the HOH. I would have won this competition. You think? Um, not because I'm a golfer in any way, but because I'm not a moron, and I would know that I don't have to bank shot it in the way the green was constructed. You clearly had to try and arc it in, and like no one did that. That's true. Except for our winner sort of did that. Our winner, uh, yes, because he, even what Zingbot says, unfortunately, Cody is not a moron. Not completely. <laughs> he is a bit. But um, yeah, Cody won. Uh, I don't I don't want to belabor this. Uh, Cody won. Tyler and uh, Danny ended up splitting the cash. Danny being very transparent, just not wanting to win. Um, and I think Tyler just split he split. He did like one of each or two of one, one of the other. Yeah. So just got lucky there. Uh, what's good about that is that it's not public who won. Yes. So as m- maybe some other house guests should have learned, uh, that's when you go for the money, not when it's public record, but that's beside the point at this point. Uh, Cody wins HOH. So, you know, things are going to get shaken up and uh, it starts off by Enzo relaying to Cody about the wise guys. Uh, it's, you know, macros of twos or threes with the wise guys. And um, he basically says, okay, I'm aligned with Memphis. And on each side, we have one side we have with you, which you know about. And then the other side is Christmas, the same alliance, same wise guys. Uh, I thought this was a great play by Enzo. Enzo knows where his bread's buttered. And while I think he has, he's smarter than some of the decisions that his the people he's aligned with are sticking to. He understands it unless, unless he was HOH, he can't change that right now. Yes. So, and he, he also knows like, yeah, sure. Memphis came to him with this wise guys idea, but the root, the root. Yeah. It's Jersey baby. Um, I wish Brandon was here to say that, yeah. but, um, uh, I thought that was really smart. What I love about Enzo is that I think he's so mature about alliances and like, lies and betrayals and all that stuff. It's a game. He's here having fun. He knows there's alliances. You're not going to offend me. You're not going to surprise me. But you're my guy. Here's some info that I have that you don't have. And I, I just love that. It's a, the prevailing thought this season is either if like if you have info, be afraid to use it. Be afraid to capitalize on it. Don't tell anybody. And if you do you know, put info out there, make sure it's false info. Yeah. Like, so it's just all misinformation. And, you know, it's kind of a great pa- parallel to uh, what's happening in the real world. But anyway, um, just thought that was interesting that Enzo is kind of the anti new schooler in that way alone. I think the theme of this podcast episode is most likely going to be that like Enzo is really the only one kind of left that is like, you can even remotely root for correct um because it's the root yes and we've expressed at different points how like we go through like enzo saturation and even that compared to everyone else is nowhere near as bad true and if we're talking you know actually i'm gonna say this for later so uh let's just go to the next nice tease po- yeah sorry um, but then cody takes that wise guy's information right to his other right quote unquote ride or die. Nicole, um, just thought that was interesting how cats out of the bag. And is that, is that that way? Wait, cats wait out of the bag? who took what to Nicole? Cody relayed the fact that the wise guys 
the wise guys portion with Enzo and Christmas and Memphis. He relayed that to Nicole. So now that's out there. Memphis's plan is blown up. Okay. Yes. Cats out of the bag is a saying. Okay. And I have nothing to say about him relaying this to Nicole. I guess they're closer than I thought. Yeah. That's mainly what I took away from it. I thought that was interesting. And once again, just another instance of, I think maybe this gets back to Memphis, but I still think Enzo made the right play there. Um, so we're pre noms. I mean, we know what's going to happen, but I just wanted to touch on the Kevin and Cody discussion. Oh, okay. Actually, bizarre, bizarre interaction. I'm going to save my, my Kevin rant for when he is evicted, but, um, I mean, he won't get evicted anytime soon. Will he? Oh, I mean, you'll be surprised. I mean, we're 20 minutes in maybe, maybe by the 28 minute mark, he might be (laughs) seven minutes. (laughs) Um, but the way he handled this part, if I want to give him the benefit of the doubt, it, it was clearly a stress conversation. A I'm so over this and I want to go at Cody. So I'm just going to do it type of conversation. But when it comes to how in general he handled it, when it comes to the game, I mean, it was awful. Yeah. Uh, w- what an emotional roller coaster of a season for Kevin, where at the beginning he was so reverential and in awe of Cody that he literally cried like a fanboy. To now he just hates him so much. Just kind of goes to show, or at least speaks to what we think it to be the case. Um, Kevin might not be the most stable person in the house. Um, he didn't even really make a ton of sense in this conversation. Like, he, he just got so rattled, like you said. It, Actually, some, you know what? What am I talking about? I'm not saving it for his eviction. Do it. <laughs> because it mainly stems from the way he performed in the HOH and this conversation where Kevin and David, I guess, are our are, are last two horses. The last two against the committee. What's going to happen? Horses what, on the way to the glue factory. What <laughs> always happens? They're losers. They're always losers. You need them to not be losers for one competition. And what are they? Losers. (laughs) And then they come back in the house and we'll get to David later. But Kevin has this conversation and it seems like he thought he was like making a move. Like he thought he was going to play hardball and come out on top. Nope. Loser. My, my, My whole thing with Kevin is just he cried tonight. Uh, at the nice things that everyone had to say about him. Don't listen to this podcast or veto episode because we just needed him to come through one time. And you know, you know, when you're hitching your horse to the Kevin of the big brother season, that it's just not going to happen. Of course not. There was never a chance. And maybe, maybe I'm holding it against him too much, but my God, why can't it just happen once? No, I agree. You know, we just talk about how, you know, the prevailing sentiment in the house is, you know, keep everything close. Don't give away anything. Um, but we're saying, hey, maybe, maybe relay some information because that could help you. Maybe that's a way to sort of uh, go against the curve a little bit. Well, the one person who couldn't keep his damn mouth shut was Kevin, and it clearly didn't work out. Um, you know, this is an, an instance of just like, keep it together, buddy. But then we we actually did not hit on this enough when we potted about it, if I remember correctly, and we did a disservice because of that. He basically set up Davon going home a few weeks ago when 
he basically relayed to Danny that David wanted to make her show her hand by having to split the tie. And that set that whole damn thing in motion. Ooh, I'm Kevin. I have a little bit of information. I know, well, I, sh- I should know that Danny's not really working with me, but I need to go tell Danny. And the whole thing then just falls apart. Uh, it's just so sad that someone who you want to be against this, this big alliance just has no chance and is extremely incoherent in the way they process everything. Yeah, and I don't think I even like completely finished my thought when I mentioned the HOH and why that made me so angry. On your last shot, Hit the ball in bounds for heaven's sake. Watching him walk around and just like freaking out, hemming and hawing before he shot it. uh, The amount of competitions we've seen of people in bad situations, and this goes back to Janelle and Kaser, and they just, they put up the most pitiful HOH or veto performances I've ever seen. It's literally a full season of watching Caitlin try to put together that puzzle. It really <laughs> is. It really is. That that is actually the a, perfect a, way to say it. The panic. Didn't she get it together, but she couldn't like lift it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> all time. All time. Oh man. Okay. Well, <laughs> I don't want to waste any more breath on Kevin until you know later. Uh, Cody nominated Kevin and David. <laughs> And um, yeah, another shocker. So Wednesday's episode, uh, Kevin's obviously the target based on that conversation, uh, but it's becoming possible that Christmas would be the replacement. Kind of going against what I was saying in my whose house last week, where I thought she would be the last one to draw shots. Seems like at least on Cody's side, uh, she might be the first one to go. So I just thought that was interesting. Um, maybe she's not as insulated as we thought. True. Um, and we sort of see an instance here of Nicole trying to socially distance from Danny and she's realizing, Bazinga. Bazinga. <laughs> um, she's realizing that, wait, my whole season has been predicated upon following her plans and doing it, uh, following her whims and basically just like the person that she wanted to plant a lie about that week and target <laughs> or plant the seed to someone, which well, actually I'm not going to go there right now, but, um, she realizes, okay, this hasn't been in my best interest. She spent the last two weeks trying to backtrack out of lies that she she got herself into. Two and a half weeks, I think. Um, so she makes a connection with Christmas. Hitches her sleigh to Christmas. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, what do you think of this conversation? Um, Nicole came off. I just said... Nicole, like in the way that she talks, I said, Nicole, <laughs> um, I don't, I'm like losing my memory of the conversation, but I remember it coming off like kind of disingenuous. Like she was trying to prove to Christmas, like, oh, your name's been out there and trust me, I've been shutting it down. Yeah. And, but I, I think Christmas kind of ate it up because it was confirmation bias on her part. Already doesn't like Danny. So, oh, you're telling me Danny has been talking behind my back? Let's work together. You know, maybe there's some sort of connection there with Nicole, or maybe it's just she's happy she has that information now. But I don't know. I found that interesting. And with Nicole, it's too little too late. It's you should have been having these conversations with yourself three weeks ago when the fate of the game was still somewhat in the balance. There was a chance three weeks ago. And 
her and also Danny just didn't figure it out. I think the way she approached it, I am accustomed to thinking that approach is kind of skeevy of like, oh, well, you know, this person, they said this, they weren't so positive, but not me. I went to bat for you. I thought this was great. Like that type of thing. And what's silly about that is one, you're kind of like showing your hand a little bit, but like what's to really be gained from it? We just talked about how, okay. I mean, Christmas isn't like upset with you, I guess, but did you get an Alliance member, like a, a partner out of it? I don't think so. Just, I don't know. Kind of silly. Um, so Enzo at this point starts, you know, making, making it clear that he might want to make some moves, making it clear to everyone who doesn't matter. He might want to make some moves. Yeah. Well, like kind of making it clear in the way that like he pep talks every nominee every week. So he gave the typical nominee pep talk about the veto. Then in the diary room, he wants to make moves. But then he gets in an HOH room with none other than Cody and Memphis. And they're like, well, it just it just has to stay, stay the same. And then Enzo, I don't blame him because he has to be savvy in this situation. It's just like, yeah, bro. I mean, I just want to be told what to do this week. Yeah, he he's tough because I really do enjoy him. And I think that his social game is excellent. And the fact that he does those weekly like pep talks. That goes a long way, especially yeah. to like the, the younger players, maybe. I think that goes a long way with David. I think that goes a long way with Kevin. And in a house where everyone else that Enzo's aligned with has not ingratiated themselves with those guys whatsoever, great move come jury time. So just a side point there. But it's a shame that he had power earlier in the season and just fell into the same trap over and over and over again. And it hasn't really made a huge impact on the game because of it. It's kind of a shame. The, I think the biggest shame is that he aligned himself with Cody and Cody is the epitome of everything wrong with this season. Everything, everything he believes in He's is the root happening. of everything wrong with the season. He is the root. And, and I don't blame Enzo. Enzo can't go against him. The way this game has been played, he cannot go against Cody until like absolutely necessary. Correct. Um, that's the beauty of Cody's game. You got to respect it in terms of just like raw gameplay. If we're not talking about entertainment value, he's, <laughs> he's going to win. He, he is going to win. And I'm sure we'll talk about this more, but I don't know. I, I have gone through such a crisis of faith with big brother. And now I am 100% prioritizing. I don't care if it's recency bias at this point. It's fact. The entertainment value means more than anything. You don't remember the boring winners. Do you remember Hayden? Barely. Do you remember him being exciting at all? No. Do you remember Steve? I remember Steve just because he was compared to Ian. Yeah. No, I mean, you're right. You're right. Um, I don't know. It's just, it has been, it's been hard to accept that sort of boring gameplay though. Because it's just been it's been calculated calculated in a way that's not fun. It's been done out of fear. It's been done out of uh, like strong arming, which has been a theme the last couple seasons that we didn't like. So while it might not be as aggressive like verbally and like outwardly mean, let's say as like some other seasons where Co- the other Cody tried to, to tried to strong arm Mickey strong armed like all these guys try and go- come through and bulldoze. 
he's kind of doing it in a like passive aggressive way, which almost sits with me worse. Yeah. And I remember me and Brendan kind of like got on this train early on when things were kind of boring. Like, I wish Caitlin was here. Caitlin is good TV. Totally. Um, yeah, it would have been great. And I think if they ever do an all-star season again, they they have to do not America's favorite, but like America's like lovable losers. Turners. Yeah, like the they can call it all-stars, but it can't actually be like, well, we think Tyler's mechanics in veto competitions are really good. It needs to be like who is good on camera and who will entertain people. You know what would be actually like a great model for a season? I want a season full of people of Faute members and people equivalent to Faute members. Yes. That would be incredible. Yes, 100%. I want Fessy back. I want Swaggy. I want Caitlin. I want I want Haley for other reasons. Um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that's that's what we want to see. Um so we're getting into the POV. Um Stoner Otev. I like this Otev. I did not. Well, um, tell me about it. I like when the Otev has a really loud and annoying like <laughs> delivery of that's why I did that's why I like this one. Yeah. Vito! No, this one did not have an annoying one. No, I, I know. That's why I liked it. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I I like those annoying ones. I have had Vito because of Brendan in my head for like a year. <laughs> I've I I think that happened like five years ago. Yeah, it's been a long time. <laughs> but yeah, the OTEF competition always brings it. You always get a special moment. And I actually was thinking to myself. Before it even started, there's the Chris Code ramp. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, it's been a tough season, but somehow this competition always brings it. I wonder if this will bring it. I was marking Kevin for serious rock rock star potential. Correct. And I was thinking, like, we need to have a rock star in a hard place segment. And I think we got one. Um, so quick players, Cody, David, Kevin, Nicole, Tyler, and David at a house guest choice. He chose Enzo because of that pep talk earlier. Um, so we get right off the bat. You got to find your t-shirt, but you can also decide to forego winning. And if you find a $10,000 t-shirt, you can play that. Uh, our lovable winner, David, he might've been the, he was one of the first ones up there in the first round. Um, no, no, he didn't get it past the first. Yeah, no, he did not get past the first round. No, this no, happened. No, he was one of the first people to finish. Like in that first round. Oh, no, no. He was one of the last. He was one was of the he? last. Yeah. Okay. Well, regardless, um, our guy is his back against the wall. He's on the block, but he finds $10,000 and he plays it. Meanwhile, Cody can't find the shirt. Cody is not going to win the POV, but David played the $10,000. Give me your thoughts. Now, how much do you want to project forward here? What do you mean by that? Because the in the moment, I mean, I loved it just from a David's an idiot perspective. You can't get the $10,000 round one when you're on the block. You can't do that. Just unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Horrible, horrible move. But he exited the house tonight, $10,000 richer in theory. And he was going to be sitting in that chair across from Julie no matter what tonight. Yeah, probably right. 
He takes himself off, let's say. He wins. He takes himself off. Christmas goes up. Does Christmas go home? Because that's the only real real change that could happen here. Um, Tyler's not pro- probably not voting her out. Tyler's probably not voting her out. Danny and Nicole definitely. I guess she probably does. T- Danny and Nicole vote her out. But Duenzo, Memphis, and Cody. I'm not sure. That's Well, Cody can't vote. Oh, 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 yeah. Do Memphis, Enzo. Would he have had to break a tie? And David. David would Oh, vote David out. would. David would vote. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, she would have gone home. Yeah. So, that's the key here. Like, it actually matters. Because, now, maybe he would have gone home in a triple eviction as, like, the third. But he that that's two more bites at the apple for I him. guess I'm also assuming David wasn't winning that veto. Okay, fair. But <laughs> it's, it is completely inexcusable when you know Cody's the other one struggling for it. This is the only guy who can for sure seal your fate by winning, right? You maybe have Enzo who could help you out. Maybe. He might be Mike Girl Backbone all of a sudden and play. But you just give up right away. I, it is like the best metaphor for what this season has been, and it's so upsetting. I agree, and maybe it's just because I'm such a big fan of the show, but I could not imagine any scenario where I get in there and the money prizes appeal to me at all. First off, yeah, like I feel like it's pretty much common knowledge that like reality TV money prizes are not as they seem. Well, you're getting taxed on that, so that's well, probably like well, six thousand dollars. But I've also heard things about like contract stuff is like they're giving it to you over like ten years and shit like that. Yeah. Um. So one, I would be skeptical of that. Two, being on a show like Big Brother is a once in a lifetime experience, and like I know myself, I'm just gonna find a way to like make money in my life. I'm not talking like be rich. I'm talking I'm I'm gonna make the money I need to in my life. Yeah, you'll I, make, I, I don't make. have an option to otherwise. Correct. Um, and that just doesn't mean as much to me as it would mean to be on the show and like actually experience it and win it. Yes. We're very similar in that. I would play that if, if like there was no real life implications, I'd play that game anytime if they let me and the money wouldn't even be the whole thing. It would just be like, I want to outsmart I, these assholes. Yeah, that's I, all it is. I actually, I don't care about the 500k at the end at all. Not one bit. Yeah, it's all about and just being smart. I can't, I can't necessarily fault someone. Like if someone comes on the show and they want it to be their lottery ticket and they really need it, I can't fault them for that. But that can't be your motivating factor on the show, in my opinion. The money. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Do you think if you were in the house that let's say you're in the middle of the season and it falls into these awful tactics of playing scared, do you think you'd be sitting there and like in the back of your mind, me and Brennan will be talking about your oh, decisions? 100% like podcast of Vito would be like playing in my head <laughs> and I would also be panicked of like, are they going to find a way to produce the show while I'm not there? <laughs> Good point. How hard do you think it would be to not say podcast of Vito while referencing the POV at any point? Just not slipping up once. Um, I would intentionally slip up and I would. Now, I, I debate whether I would go full, like make the T-shirt for the show. You know what you should do? What? 
you do mornings with Memphis, only you do podcasts of Vito, and you do like a podcast in the living room. You say, hey, you're my podcast best guest, that podcast of Vito. completely works. Um, and then it could be like the double branding. Uh, I'll like hire someone for you guys before I go. <laughs> And they can like clip those parts, get them on the Twitter, and then you guys do the actual episode. We take off. Yeah. That'd be great. All right. Well, sign up for next summer. <laughs> Honestly, oh, what else should I have going on? <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, all right. So Otev, classic comp. David sucks. Uh, it plays out and it came down to what? Cody won. Cody won. <laughs> um, can we talk about Nicole? Um, not being able to get up the ramp. What the hell was even going on there? Now I was wondering, cause some people seem to have like a pretty easy time with it. Correct. It almost seemed like she was like throwing it. No, I do not think that. Or whatsoever. she was just like completely, uh, possessed by the rock star gods in that moment. Maybe oh. what I'm wondering, I can't predict what the grip would be like on there because some people can find a footing. I don't understand how that happens, but you see it sometimes. Yeah. Um, she's so short. She couldn't reach the rope. Well, that was a problem. I think that it's not finding a grip as much as weight holding you down. So she is the smallest out of that crew that was playing. So may, that might actually be an issue. Not to think about it. I wonder if she, she doesn't has have any force, like, like you know, being applied to that surface. What what would cause this? Would it be like a higher center of gravity or a lower one that would make her worse at it? I don't know the direction. Not sure that. directionally, but <laughs> I think more weight would probably be better. Yeah, that's my thought. Yeah, you're probably right. But even by the end, like when I think Cody ended up beating her um, when she was stuck at one point and even Cody struggled that time, like really having to pull himself up. I don't think it was easy, but I don't think it was as hard as it was for her. Yeah. If that um, makes sense. But she, I mean, that's our, that's our rock star moment of the week. Yes. Uh, Nicole stock up rock star of the week. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. And then we get the worst result possible and Cody wins the veto and I mean, do we even have to say anything else on on the week? Like we get, we then fast forward to Thursday. Oh yeah, yeah. He doesn't use a POV. Yeah, obviously. Um, and we get into Thursday's episode. Uh, Doctor Will gives us a hint that he thinks three moves ahead. And there was a lot, a lot of really smart people in the house who said maybe, maybe just maybe, that means there will be three evictions this week. Weakest twist ever. Uh, yeah. A, a, among a bunch of really great ones this season. I mean, yeah. come on. The the BB neighbor, Dr. Will, doing nothing except for looking like a freak is the weakest twist I've ever seen. And the fact that they even gave him a hint about the triple eviction sucks. Plastic surgery, with very few exceptions, is just a disease. Because he was a handsome guy to begin with. No reason for it. Just no reason for it for him. Like, I have no idea what makes a guy like that. Think I think, do it, but he looks like a kind of like a, uh, like a Chucky doll almost. Yeah. And with shiny cheeks, the, the, this can be just another aside. Um, my take on plastic surgery, uh, get out any like actual medical reasons for it. That, oh, that's obviously a, that's a whole different thing. If you want it to be cosmetic, that's what I'm talking about. De-aging plastic surgery almost always sucks 
if you want to change one specific aspect and it is a very clear, concise change, I think it can also work. Agreed. Um, but it is when you Botox the hell out of yourself and you do all the de-aging stuff, that's when you start looking like a robot. It's sad. But I don't know. Do you think he'll be hosting the roundtable at the end? Yeah, probably. I mean, why why would he be involved at this point if he wasn't? Although, actually, how are they going to do the roundtable? Will it be a Zoom meeting? Zoom. Oh, God. It'll be a Zoom call. I want to watch it. Oh. And then the jury has. <laughs> and then we'll have to the, pot about it. <laughs> the, the jury house Wi Fi will go out. Oh, that'll be brutal. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of geniuses guessed correct. It is a triple eviction tonight. Um, and we start by just getting into Cody's nominees and their fate with votes to evict. And. Kevin is evicted unanimously. And let me tell you, there were no hugs on the way, ho- way out of the house. What'd you think of that? Um, I mean, Kevin, he wanted to play hardball and he did. Didn't hug anyone. Not, not, not until he's sitting in the jury chairs at finale. Will he give a hug? What a guy. Um, you know, Kevin, nice enough guy, like just a pathetic game player. I can't believe he was on the season. He was a half a step above David in terms of like the level of play. Yeah. Uh, I think he should would have given us more. Potentially, I potentially. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a tough one. Keisha seemed like she didn't know where she was. Yeah, um, good point. I wish I do wish we could have gotten more of the pairing between Janelle and Keisha, because I think that would have been a friendship. That would have been like, fun. Yeah, they are actually friends, but Janelle just like shits on her. So yeah, that would have been fun. You know, those friend, those friend groups or friend like duos where like there's the clear hierarchy between them but yes. it just works yes that's Keisha and Janelle exactly uh no yeah she, she would have at least maybe been more interesting I don't know you know Kevin I liked him at points he actually showed well at some points in competitions and things like that but what, for me ultimately his downfall was just um even though he could figure stuff out it was always too late and he never had a coherent way of thinking it through well, he would always Kevin, come to the wrong conclusion when it actually came to his game. It would be like, oh, I, I'm not on the block this week. Hey, Dave Vaughn, I think that these people are doing A, B, C, and D. And he was completely right, and they did nothing about it. Yeah. Kevin, my biggest issue with him really just came from, like, he somehow has some sort of, like, stunted maturity. Yeah. He, the, the maturity is just not there for him. And he would lose his mind at times where losing his mind was not ideal when it comes to playing on this show. And this season, that's never. You can't lose your mind. Yeah. And uh, we even got the hint of that week one when he was crying to Cody about like worshiping him. Like it, it was just clearly something was off in some way from the beginning. I wish him well. Not a bad guy a loser when we needed him to be a winner. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's all I can leave it at with Kevin. Yeah. See you later, Kevin. I, I don't think we'll be seeing Kevin again. I don't think so either. Um, so now we're, it's a double eviction night or is it? Um, we're playing a HOH competition and our guy Memphis pulls one out right when he needed it. Um, any thoughts on that? <laughs> no, move on. <laughs> Memphis won. Uh, Memphis nominated his best friend, David and Nicole. Uh, Well, we knew it would get to that point. Yeah, we did. Um, David was obvious, you know, because he loves David so much. 
just a real adversarial relationship there. Um, you know, you can look at TMZ and see what else might be going on there. Um, Memphis, you know, just had it out for, for David from day one. So not, not a shock there. And I think we mentioned this in the past at some point. Uh, if there was anyone in the committee that Memphis did not seem to have the best relationship with, it was Nicole. Uh, he flat out threatened to evict her the one time uh, yeah. if she flipped the vote to keep Ian. So this was not shocking to me whatsoever. It doesn't seem like it was to you either. Not at all. So we move on to the POV where David and Nicole um, are, are serious competitors have a chance to save themselves. Um, so this competition was uh, really lame, actually, like a very lame one. I wish it was the ball pit one. I like the ball. I pit love one. the ball pit one. Find three balls like it takes a shoe takes two and a half minutes. It's yeah. great. Um, but no, this was just like walk across the balance team and put together this like puzzle that is the same on both sides, but not. I don't know. It was one weird. of them is ice and one of them is fire. Yeah. Yeah. Like Game of Thrones. I don't know. But um, it looks like it was coming down to a little bit of David, Nicole, Christmas, and uh, the holiday season is coming early as Christmas. Uh, you you couldn't let it slide. Jingling. <laughs> um, and, oh my god! Uh, just recapping this, the second round of the uh, the triple eviction is just horrible. Miserable. Miserable. Just horrible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're literally sitting there watching uh, our dogs lose their mind, and it was. 10,000 times more entertaining. Than oh my God. Side. One uh, like I, I keep saying 100%. That's like nailed in my brain. And they say it a lot. They on say it a lot. On there, yeah. But um, yeah, the, the show meant nothing as this was going on. Oh, totally. It was brutal. That we should get like analytics involved and somehow attach to ourselves like something that tracks how often our eyes are actually on the screen. I would say probably like 34% of the time. Yes. Uh, yeah, just brutal. You know, we get a slight cutaway before the commercial of Nicole begging her to use it on her. Interesting thing here. We did not see the house guest chosen for POV. Tyler always plays. So he has to play, but, um, Nicole chose Christmas to, well, she pulled her chip. No, I think she said house guest choice. I'm almost positive. She said house guest choice. I'm not going to take the time to look into it, but I'm pretty sure she said that she pulled her chip. Agree to disagree, but I think that was part of what she was saying, and it also kind of ties into what we were saying earlier about how she was trying to connect to Christmas as maybe she's realizing she needs to have some backup plans. Doesn't quite work out, and Christmas does not use a power veto. Moving on. Which was great. (laughs) Um, So then we have Nicole and David sitting on the block next to each other, and the voting starts, and this is the only interesting vote of the night i'd say um because i think it was pretty much right off the bat well cody comes in okay i'm voting out david no shocker but then we get christmas and she votes um nicole out yeah interesting i thought okay well that's it that's the tide has turned like nicole's going then we get memphis and you know he votes out david obviously or no not memphis uh enzo enzo yep and well actually no before enzo because enzo and tyler talked in the hall for a little bit tyler also voted out nicole so we really thought the tides turned correct yeah yeah uh but then danny and memphis make it so that david ends up going home 
That's yes. what it was. What happened there? Um, I think Christmas and Tyler thought, well, now we have to commit. Now it's shots at the committee. As one would logically think on this show. But no, not everyone else. Did they... Was this basically them uh, saying that, you know, doing the thing you can't do this year and declaring yourself as a duo? Did they just declare themselves as a duo? I don't don't think so because I actually believe Tyler's little thing you may have missed. um, He said to Nicole, oh, I'm, I'm sorry I voted you out. I thought that's what Memphis wanted. Yeah, I mean, whether that's true or not, I wouldn't be shocked if that's what like, it was. I, I literally think these two just assumed, well, now it is actually the shot taking time. So it has to happen. Um, and everyone else decided, no, we have one more guy left. Yeah, I think that would that was a good assumption on his part. It's really unfortunate that just no one came to play. And I think that two things here influenced that. One, the triple eviction thing coming up when it wasn't supposed to. I wonder if that changed anything. Uh, oh, maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. I think that actually completely did impact uh, Tyler and Christmas. I, I completely forgot to bring that up because obviously we know the sign of the triple eviction showed up behind Julie before she wanted it to. Someone's head is probably on a stick right now. Must be. Um, well, I made the joke when we're watching that. I was like, is Julie naked? Like they're they're looking like, oh my God, what's going on? Yeah. Like it was weird. Um, and I actually do think that should have changed your opinion of like, great, now the alliance is really taking shots at each other, and we have potential to take two shots tonight that weren't initially planned. And I think Tyler and Christmas were probably thinking that way. Yeah, and I will give both of them credit because the actual bit of them where their gamers came out and that's what we want to see. And it was stifled. And (laughs) later in the night, I'm going to argue it was stifled too, but we'll get to that in just a minute. Um, So David's evicted. Um, A really just another electric interview by Julie. Uh, Two, three really poor ones tonight. Um, Oh my God. Julie is playing for a job right now. I don't know what's going on. I really um, don't know what's going on. It, I don't know if she's okay. Like she does not seem like herself. She's stumbling over words. I I hope everything's fine, but we're just not getting the Julie Chen we're used to. I think I I don't want to misspeak here in case something is wrong. And that's why I say that because it very well could be. To me, it comes off way more as just like shoddy. Like she is not prepared and she is not on her game in any way, shape, or form. And I almost think like our podcasting like puts us in a better spot than she has been lately. In, in a lot of ways it does. It's crazy. Um, I feel bad. Just that not only it's not just misspeaking because that can happen, right? It, that's like, that's like, uh, you know, focusing on the fact that Joe Biden has a stutter without actually, you know, listening to what he's saying. Yes. Um, but it's, it's just been the angle she's come at it has been interesting because she almost seems to be like, want to try and be more friendly with them. And she's doing it in all the awkward ways as opposed to the fun, familiar ways. And maybe it just is the COVID thing. No, I I'm not giving her that because nothing about this show from her job standpoint has changed. 
at least not that I'm seeing, like the, the way she has to perform as a TV host on TV looks like the same job to me. It very well might be. Do you think the dynamic at all is different for a couple of reasons? One, Julie had a very tumultuous year last year, and I'm sure that that has continued into this year. It can't be easy. Um, but so maybe that's, you know, affected her somewhat, but then the other thought is what I've always respected about Julie is that she could have fun with the house guests when she wanted to, but she retained a certain amount of distance and just like, I'm Julie, I run the show. And there was sort of like an awe around her. And that's why you can have fun with Haley calling her radiant and glamorous and this, that, and the other thing. Like that's part of the, the Julie Chen thing. I feel like that's been a race and I don't know if it's because of external factors or maybe it's because she knows these people and has worked with them before. Maybe it's because they're all stars. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like the dynamic just do, seems different. I do get what you're saying there. Um, I saw a live feed tidbit a few more than a few weeks ago, probably like a month and a half ago that Danny was actually very disappointed. Like Julie doesn't talk to us anymore. And yeah. she, she was theorizing like maybe just people hate us or something, which is true, which is true. Um, <laughs> But one, I thought it was interesting that Danny saw that as like a bright spot of the show um, because I, I've just, it has never really occurred to me, but I guess it really does add to that, the dynamic, like asking HOH, like, how are you feeling after this? Watching BB-8, one thing I forgot they did, they would talk to the HOH pre-eviction. That. I loved that. What happened to that? Why get rid of that? It's a, they, I don't know. I don't know. I loved that. I um, thought that they might start doing that this year when she did something very similar with Cody. Remember? Yes. When he won, I was like, Ooh, this is back. I love this. Um, lack of crowd. I think plays no factor because there has not always been a crowd on eviction night. Okay. Yeah. Maybe not. Um, um I don't know. It just, the, the dynamic seems off and armchair TV hosting. I mean, D plus. This is like that year, like when like the quarterback reaches like 33 and then they go from being very good to just like borderline out of the league in like three games. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of what we're seeing with Julia and I, she can bounce back, but my, it's my, been a tough season. my last point on her interviews. Have you ever had the conversation? I'm trying to think of like who in your life it would be like maybe like a friend's mom that you like don't know very well where like you're in high school or something and they're talking to you about about, like what you plan to do and stuff. And you kind of have your vague answers that you go through and then they'll just like keep looking at you for like to say more. And you're just like an awkward high schooler. Like every single house guest comes off like an awkward high schooler and every single Julie question comes off as like the, authority figure in your life that is trying to like pry into what you're trying to do for the rest of your life. That's a great, great <laughs> analogy. And I, I like am literally picturing different mothers in my <laughs> head that I've had those interactions with. So that's perfect. All okay, right. Let's move back to the show. So our third HOH of the week competition, um, another true false competition and our guy Tyler wins. Hey, maybe there's some hope. We, we were a little excited, not, uh, like we've been sour on Tyler, but he's kind of in a position within the committee where he could like take a somewhat unpredictable shot. 
Well, he's one of the only ones who's shown any sort of uh, thought outside of whatever Memphis or Cody wants. While he's aligned with them, he he at least has shown like he's willing to think outside the box a little bit. Frankly, it's gotten him in trouble, but I would argue that it's less that that's gotten him in trouble and more the meltdown he had where he wanted to leave the house and be with Angela. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I don't want to go too far down that that, uh, path. So he wins, and, you know, there's a chance to do something special here, theoretically, get out one of the big, bigger male players, maybe. Um, But he goes with Danny and Nicole. And I guess we should have seen this coming. They were on his radar the whole time, especially Danny. He, I, he's had tunnel vision for her. I have come to a weird point where I hate how Danny has played this season, but I would have preferred to see her succeed over Cody or Memphis. Yes, because she's actually been slightly entertaining. Slightly. Yes. She Her HOH was actually. Now, part of it was actually to put up so, uh, four people overall. Four people. Correct. So like that was part of it. Yeah. But. It, she at least brought a little bit of interest to what was going on. So maybe that's part of it. Um, but yeah, so Tyler had tunnel vision here. And I, I want to talk about the nominations here because they're very interesting. Uh, we're down to seven at this point. And it becomes very clear. And I think that this is something that we innately knew. I would like to think that the people in the house innately know. When you get down to six, obviously you have to go six or seven. Obviously you have to go after each other. But if you aren't like in the top one or two people within that alliance, you realize very quickly that there are no ways to easily get out the people who have high who have higher rank than you within that alliance. So we, as as soon as these nominations happened, our whole living room was like. Why don't you go after Cody? Why don't you go after Memphis? Maybe he'll backdoor him. I doubt it. Okay, but why? And then you sit down and you think about it and you go, okay, let's say he's trying to be smart here and do a backdoor. Okay, so Danny wins HOH. She takes herself, or uh, Vito, she takes herself off. Now all of a sudden you can put up Cody, let's say, because Cody's the biggest threat. Well, do the math. Memphis is voting. Enzo is voting. Christmas is voting. And your only other vote is Danny. Danny will be the only one who's smart enough to realize that I can put Cody out. And she might not even realize that. Christmas would maybe vote out Cody. Maybe. And that's your best case scenario. Maybe you get a tie. But it Although, becomes abundantly clear. Wait. No one's going to take that shot. So you back yourself in a corner where you're at six. And the only chance you have to take out the, presumpt- the presumptive favorite to win this game is maybe in final three. I completely agree with you, except... If this was a normal week, unfortunately, even though I like the chaos of evictions like this, it was possible in a normal week because, well, actually, I mean, now that you think about it, Danny's like exit interview, uh, apparently she was like wonderful friends with Cody. Maybe she wouldn't have voted. That's why I said maybe she wouldn't. even Um, Because Tyler, I think, would have sway over Christmas of if I put Cody up. Will you vote him out? And if they have Great the point. Tyler and Danny vote, then he would break the tie, obviously. But okay, so maybe there's something to that. Um, sorry, I feel like you were going to say more. No, I, it couldn't have happened, though, given the environment today. Yeah, I really don't think it could have. And I would argue, and this is I kind of hinted at this a little bit earlier, the fact that Tyler and Christmas misread the way the tides were turning earlier and 
thinking, okay, it's time to vote out Nicole. They quickly had to, you know, sort of jump back on that. And now they're playing with their tail between their legs again. And this is the easy, safe play. He's got to make it. And I just wonder if maybe Tyler wins that third HOH and Nicole's gone. I don't think he all of a sudden is targeting David. I think he's targeting either Danny, which at that point, maybe I think that, he's still maybe would target Danny. Maybe that makes more sense, but like I don't even think he's going to put David up at that point necessarily. He might, but maybe he's like he realizes that oh, I need to get out Memphis because Memphis is not his guy. True, it, true. It just could have played out a little differently. Um, and it all goes back to David taking ten thousand dollars. It comes back to that. It all goes back to trusted in Memphis. I think that when we finish this season, we just need to like replay that song because the whole season comes down to trusted in Memphis. It comes down to trusted in Memphis. And then the next biggest spot was that Danny took the half step towards targeting Tyler and didn't go through with it. Oh, that's everything. It's that was another, there were like two or three points in the past month where it could have turned. The odds would have been against Danny and Nicole leading that charge, but they could have done it and they could have potentially had some numbers and they didn't pull the trigger once. The odds would have been against them, but the numbers weren't. And that that's still what frustrates me. That's they a actually, great point. They actually had the numbers. Great point. Um, the odds would have been against them because they wouldn't have won a comp because why would that? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's exactly right. So we get into the POV. Uh, another stupid variation of this competition where Take the puzzle that you just made and push it somewhere else. <laughs> just <laughs> go go over the balance beam and just assemble the puzzle in the exact same order elsewhere. Um, Tyler won that when that's that's not shocking whatsoever. Yeah, Tyler uh, seems like a balance guy. Balance guy, quick, agile, endurance. I mean, pretty pretty simple. Yeah. Um, he wins and you know, we're still talking. Hey, maybe he is thinking three steps ahead. Maybe he to is going to the back door. I was not thinking this. Well, I mean, I don't think we thought it was the, what was obviously going to happen, but we thought it should. Um, and maybe there was a chance because Tyler has shown a little bit of guts at, at points, but no, he does not pull th- through for us. He does not use the POV. And Danny basically is like, don't even bother with me. You know what I mean? I thought yeah. that was funny. Um, I mean, the funniest part, though, her going out the door, hugged a few people, doesn't hug Christmas. Christmas goes, oh, so I guess it's personal. And Danny did like a... You think? uh, Like a mocking, like, oh, I guess it's personal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That was pretty great. That that might have been the best moment in the entire episode. and, And that's why I'm like not talking that bad about Danny today, even though I've hated her this season, because like there were still those moments of like the edge in her. Well, okay. So we didn't even say it. She gets evicted for nothing too bad. So sad three, nothing, whatever it was. She got evicted and unanimously. Um, I will give Danny credit because she played the whole time. Um, she did it in her own way. And I feel like, unfortunately, a lot of her playing was like, um, like, sort of behind the scenes and my issue with her was less that I disagreed with oh planting seeds in people's minds about who they should target planting misinformation doing that type of stuff we thought it could backfire but it was certainly a 
a somewhat reasonable strategy. My issue was your play, 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 play. And then it comes down to the big decisions, like the actual execution of things. And it was always the easy way out. It was always the path of least resistance. And I think when she looks back at this, she'll be one of the few people who is smart enough to understand that that was her undoing. And I, I think that's a story for a game. Um, I mean, this game has been everyone plays so that they can set themselves up for saying that they regretted the way they played. Absolutely. When you don't play at all, you you have nothing to be proud of here. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Who, who I think Memphis and Cody would not. And that's about it. Maybe Enzo would not. I don't I don't know. But. You're absolutely right. Like everyone else is set up to be very disappointed in themselves because of themselves, not because of the hand they were dealt. Yeah. Except for maybe Ian. Ian kind of. I mean, Ian got just screwed. got screwed. Yeah. Well, with that, I think it's time for our goodbye messages. David, I am so proud of you for how much you learned about playing Big Brother this season. You see, it turns out. Big Brother is all about fluid instances of getting evicted three times in two seasons. Danny, you messed up. You played into the committee's slow game, but I'll give you credit. The callouts you had were 100% accurate, but you're lucky that the house guests didn't call you out for your secret. You went to stagecoach and you know it. Kevin. I didn't remember you coming into the season, but I was excited for an appearance by Anita Vito. Unfortunately, we only got appearances by Anita Backbone, Anita Brain, and Anita Personality. See you never. All right, so we're back with Stock Up, Stock Down. I didn't even know (laughs) we were doing that today. Um, Stock Down viewers. Although I I said that I said that last uh, last week too I didn't know we were doing it. Turns out we only do one episode a week now. Yeah, <laughs> we we lost Sunday Scaries. R.I.P. Sunday Scaries. Now it's Monday Scaries, I guess. Yeah, um, I'm scared at all times. But <laughs> stock down viewers, I agree. Stock down viewers. I think the analytics would agree as well. The Nielsen ratings. Yeah, stock down um, Love Island. I think that's over. Um. Did that end? It might have ended, but honestly, maybe stock up Love Island. Maybe I'll check it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that show with Kevin Hart? Uh, was it last season or two seasons ago that they showed that was afterwards where it was like a game show, I think. Oh, he like wow. tossed like foam balls at each other. Or oh, something. Tyler was on it. Yes, he was. You're right. I, don't I, I watched that episode. I also watched that episode, which also means that like Tyler is just like an industry plant, which also means that we are just... So far gone. Yeah. Actually, was that a theory we had season one? Was it a theory that like things were fixed for Tyler? I bet you that was a Brendan theory. I guess, Well, I can see either one of you guys doing that one. It's possible. That, that sounds like you because Tyler was his guy and he would have been like, no, no, I just think he's like good. Um, <laughs> although I guess like once once you're in the CBS casting pool. They can oh, yeah. You, amazing race. You know, you name it. But but. I mean, if I go through this process and I'm at the stage of my life where I could decide to do that, like might as well. Uh, it's only Big Brother. I don't want any of these other garbage shows. No, I agree. 
Um, I, stock, I want my garbage. <laughs> stock down BB 23. I'd say, I mean, we, are we in peril of this show not getting renewed? Um, I really hope not, but if they get to BB 23, man, oh man, do they have to change things? Um, the reason I hope what would you do, well, they have to cast interesting people. It's all, it's all in the people. And also I, I am not a fan in reality TV. I don't want any scripting. I don't want things to be directly fixed for someone specific typically. Um, but I think there is real validity to like, I need these people to face the production. They need to get deliberately griefed by the show um in ways that make things more challenging i i don't i don't need these like uh, a raw season of pure gameplay no that's not fun do you think that because i always wanted like the raw seasons of pure gameplay and i think the formula is is stale and there we saw it this season and i don't know if this is like less time due to covid because because i'd argue it was even more time due to covid where did all the good twists go I don't Just know. Miserable twists this year. I, miserable. I can probably give them a lot of credit for COVID as in just like not having the flexibility to like get in the house and change a lot of stuff up. Sure. Yeah. In terms of um, like, yeah, I get what you're saying. But I think the perfect example of how I want production to be. Have you seen any videos for that game? Fall guys where you're like the, yeah. the like rubbery yeah, yeah. dude walking around obstacle course. And I stuff don't get like that. that. Cause it looks like he's just like, Oh, here's a, a tile to jump on jump on that one here's a tile to jump on but yeah. then, but then it's like you can jump on all of them so like what's the what's the difficulty do you need to do the them in the right the order? tiles disappear is it a timing thing or is uh, it I, like i don't know specifically which game mode you're talking about okay. it, it, it's like a mario party type thing where it like shifts around who, gotcha um but i want production to operate like that where that is a game there are skill-based mini games but you can also just get screwed over. It can just happen to you. You can be collateral damage based on some like BS thing they decide to put in, or you end up on like a bad team for a competition. And that can be frustrating when you're in the moment and you think you're good enough to win. But also I don't need my reality TV shows to be meritocracies. So like, let's make this fun. I agree with that. Do you think it requires any sort of overhaul overhaul to like the core mechanics of the game or like, cause you were advocating earlier in the season for like producer intervention in the, in the form of like old school versus new school. So that was, that would have been interesting. That would have been great. That that's almost changing fundamentally how the game works. Well, they do. I think they need to have a themed season. They haven't had a themed season in forever. And those can be so sticky, but I feel like they almost need like a survivor always pulls it off. Um, yeah, but they, I feel like they theme the right things. Well, they, big brother needs to do that too. Then. Yeah. Um, old school versus new school would have been perfect or even like watching BBA. It's almost like a half theme because they found like these six people in the house were enemies in yeah. one way or another. And they put that in, but it's still a thing. And as I just had my whole evil dick rant, 
one of like the best storylines I've ever seen on a reality TV show. Oh, Father yeah. and daughter reunite and come together and end up in the final two. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's it's crazy. Well, like we we don't have any opportunities for these storylines to happen lately. That's a great great point. Um, yeah, no, I just can't. I mean, we're not paid to do this, but like you know, they've got to be coming up with some stuff because there's got to be better ways. You know, maybe now that production is being brought into the forefront more than I feel like it ever has been. People explicitly calling it out. Can you imagine them being like, you know, doing like a big FU and like making production like a player in the form of like a robot or something like that? And they could play. <laughs> I don't know how they would do it, but like it's like the banker and uh, what's the what was the game show with Howie Mandel where oh, uh, you can uh, open uh, the suitcases? Oh, my God. How do I not know? Um, Whose line is it anyway? No, <laughs> I, I'm, I don't know why I'm blanking. Deal or no deal? Deal or no deal. I had the DS game. if there was some way to like make like a like a producer stand-in type thing i think that would be kind of cool i don't know it's just like you could be kind of meta about it and like address what you did wrong and maybe make a cool fun twist on it another bb8 twist i'm i'll be shocked if you don't remember this one america's player oh yeah that one was fun and also it was like at least at the beginning of the season here i don't remember if it shifts very practical it's you vote for them to do a goofy thing. You vote for them to petition to get someone on the block and you vote for who they're going to vote to evict. Super practical. Very practical. Yeah. I mean, we, we could put some in our, you know, we, we can put some in the BB production suggestion inbox, but I mean, we'll see if anything ever comes to this. So that was stock up, stock down, kind of a divergence a little bit. Armchair HOH. We have a lot of armchairs and HOHs to discuss. Um, so let's start with, uh, Cody F, uh, hang on. I wrote this down D D yeah. Um, I don't give out many F's. Um, yeah, it sucked. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And no, it, it just sucked and he had a perfect week. whoop de doo He got cut. Yeah. Out. Yeah. That's why it's a D instead of an F. Um, congratulations. The one thing I will argue for Cody though, is all his work is, seemingly done like he set everything up so advantageously for him that as long as he manages to win an HOH final five or after I think he's probably going to get to the final two and win I completely agree I think which he will I think it might be essential for him to win the final three HOH um yeah I mean yeah that's big time security but I, I think that he has insulated himself with enough people who consider him uh, their number one, because they might be okay. let, let's say the final three is uh, the wise guys guys version um, with Cody Enzo and Memphis. I think Memphis would know that he would not beat Cody, and he would try True. to position himself to beat Enzo, even though he wouldn't beat Enzo either. But we're talking Memphis's we, ego. We just know that he he said he thinks he would beat Enzo. So yeah. Even though it's crazy, yeah, that's a great point. Um, what about uh, our boy Memphis? F. Yeah, this one deserves an F. I wanted to say D minus, but F. I mean, uh, give like, me a break. I mean, I was in pain when you were recapping that part. Just awful. This guy sucks. Um, you know, good for you, buddy. You got out, David, who you've been trying to get out since day one for some reason. Uh, at the final eight. Congratulations. Um, just awful. 
He sucks. Uh, Christmas sucks. She got the veto that week. So. Christmas sucks. Yeah. I say that week. That <laughs> condensed week. That 23-minute span. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler. Um, this was more of a C-plus move. C-plus. That's what I have. Um, we realized when talking about it that he realistically did not have a clear path to get one of the men out even though that was the best move. I want to give a D or lower to the moves that he made to get to this point, because that's why he couldn't do that. But for what he could do, Danny was still an incredibly strong player and a good player to get out. She had no love for him and was not going to protect him later on. So I still think if Danny ended up in a final two chair, she's one of the people that it's like kind of hard not to give it to her. Just based on legacy alone. Legacy, she clearly played played hard the whole way. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. So, you know, not a bad move by him. Um, Predictable. Yeah. And, you know, he did, did he do a perfect week, too? He did do a perfect okay, week. Okay, you know what? I should probably put this higher. I'm just so bitter that I gave it a C plus. It's really like a, a B plus or an A minus. But um, I'm also weighing what got them here. So, yeah. And this also... I mean, it came at the end of a two-hour episode. We were starting to get a little ornery. You're burnt out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, want to get into our last segment? Whose house sure. is it anyway? Um, you want to start with the number four? Oh, oh, we should come uh, put out there what we're trying to do with this. I would say this is kind of our last official whose house. Maybe we can do one with Brendan so he feels included. <laughs> but we have six people left. Um, we're going to rank top four and... I know we like to be liberal with how we interpret the power rankings, but I think number one is going to be our prediction to win. Yes. That's how I'm operating. And I'm kind of thinking as of two through four as like, these are my top four predictions to win essentially. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause where they are at this second in the house doesn't really matter that much against who, you know, how they would stand in terms of winning. So, and these, now, now that I said that, I actually doubt myself. But I'm just going to start. Number four, I have Memphis. Um, just because he has laid good groundwork, is in a good spot. But if I'm being realistic, I actually don't think he could win. So maybe my number four should be Tyler because I actually don't have him listed. But uh, that's my thought process. Okay, yeah. Yeah, two for, two through four, don't worry too much about your per, you know, prediction towards the end. I, yeah. I think it's kind of where they stand right now, to be honest with you. So in that case, I think that makes total sense. Um, I have Christmas there. Uh, I thought she, you know, we're watching the, the Wednesday episode. I'm like, oh, man, she might be in trouble. But even though she voted the wrong way during the David eviction, she came out of this triple eviction night looking pretty good. She competed well in the H2H competition, so I think she has another win in her. She's protected by Tyler. I think Tyler's going to take a lot of shots uh, coming up here. And she's protected by Memphis and potentially... And I'm not going to say ends anymore. She's protected by Memphis. I think that holds some weight. Danny, obviously, or uh, Nicole will obviously go after her if she has a chance, but will she have a chance? Most likely not. So, you know... Fourth out of six. Nothing crazy. She's doing fine. My number three is Enzo. Um, We've alluded to him a lot in that he is still in that like second or third spot in like most of his alliances in the way he's positioned. 
so if he wants to win, he needs specifically Cody to go if he wants to win. And then when he's against most other people, I don't know, likable guy. I'm not sure if anyone there would really have a complaint about him. And he played a pretty good game. So I just see the case there for him winning. I think that's a good case. Um, my number three is Memphis. Uh, arguing position. In excellent position. Uh, I don't think he... I do not think he has a, a, the third best chance. He might have the sixth best chance of winning it all. I, I think his likability rating, the only person he might be able to beat is Nicole. Because she's won. Because she's won. And because she's also not the most likable, I suppose. But maybe that's more to us than to them. But... I think you're right. Yeah. Very well positioned. I would be almost shocked if he's not in the final three. Uh, I think he'll get there. Uh, almost for sure. He's insulated very well. He'll probably pull off another win at some point in HOH or POV when it matters. And um, well, I do not like him. He's won when he's needed to. And that's kind of been enough. You know, I just had this vision of, I don't know what Jackson Mickey's plan for his life was, but he might be able to find a mentor in the restaurant business from Memphis. Can you imagine Memphis like getting him started as like a manager at a Bennigan's? <laughs> it's like, you're going to manage this Bennigan's that I have. And once again, Pine Bluffs, Arkansas. I don't know why I keep going back to that. But <laughs> and Mickey's like, yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Uh, because he already like blew all of his uh, $500,000 on like a PR firm to clean up his image. It's it's possible that could happen or Mickey takes that money and, you know, he's really looking for someone to help him. Like, where should I invest this? And Memphis is uh, Memphis would love nothing more than to explain how Bitcoin. he got his start in the restaurant business and how he could guide Mickey. I think that's more plausible, but I like the idea of Mickey being broke from trying to clean up his image. Oh, I like that too. <laughs> um, is it my turn? Is this number two? Then yeah. Um, my number two is Christmas. Wow. I hate it, but um, I liked your point earlier of she has some competition wins left in her. I think that's correct. Um, she is not guarded on all sides, specifically not guarded by Cody or Nicole and you assume maybe Enzo, but I don't think Enzo would take the shot at her either. Um, and then unfortunately, I think if she ends up in those final two chairs, I almost think the jury would think that viewers like Christmas for some reason, and they would like vote for her for that reason. I could see that, but also it's become more clear in the last week or so that like, Maybe everyone in the house thinks she's nuts. So maybe that's not as likely as you, as we would think they do. But then like besides Danny, none of them ever like show any real opposition to her or saying like, Oh, I just, I just want her out of here. Cause I can't stand her. Like uh, you don't really see that happening. I haven't seen it happening. I'm not as tuned in as I once was. Yeah. Good point. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. She has, she has about as good a shot as any. Uh, I mean, she, frankly, she has real Josh potential in the final chair. Yeah. And gameplay wise, I'm not going to denigrate her with by calling her Josh. Um, 
But that also might be just because I predicted her the win, and I, 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 w- I, think, I would be okay with it for I, that reason. I think that Christmas should be an easy person to sit down next to and win. Um, like as in, if you're against her, you should probably come out on top because we see her as being so unlikable, and she's played in a fine game, I guess. Yeah, um, won a few things. She started to actually play a little bit more in the last few weeks, which I've appreciated, even though I'm not a fan of who that ends up hurting and, and the way she goes about all of it. But she is playing, which is something. Um, yeah, I just think she uh, could get some jury votes for whatever reason. I feel it in my gut. Did you know that Evil Dick hates Paul? I don't know why he does. Uh, who knows why? I did know that. Could be, could be because he's almost thing, like trying to jack his style in a way. Yeah. One thing he like tweeted out like just to brighten everyone's timeline. Oh, when Paul loses to Josh, the way he is reacting during the votes. I mean, I somewhat understand it, but it's also like admittedly pathetic. Oh, totally. <laughs> he's like completely like whimpering on camera and i understand why someone like evil dick would make fun of him for that oh it, it's that's e- easy target right there yeah um my number two is cody now this does not reflect his standing right now he's clearly number one right now uh this i'm going to regret saying this um i would like to think that at some point someone will realize cody is the biggest threat in the house there is what is it 24th we have two, three weeks, three and a half weeks for someone to figure this out. Now, it might come down to final three, and I'm just going to play the odds and say that there's a two out of three chance that he loses, and at wh- which point I'd like to think someone's smart enough to vote him out and not sit against him. Because if you sit against him, you're probably losing, so maybe I should have him number one. But I'm just sort of playing the odds game here. Uh he I, I can't stand the way it's happened but it's clearly worked he's gotten here and you know he's got as good of a shot if not better than anyone else to win this whole thing so that's my number two um well my number one is cody for every reason you just laid out and except you think he's gonna win yeah i think he's gonna win because i don't think anyone's gonna take him out i need to look forward here are we positive she said the 24th? No, we're not. <laughs> um, because if it's the 24th, just to get ahead of it, I don't think either of us will be here. Yeah. And obviously, we're not going to leave Brendan to a solo episode. <laughs> um, so I mean, we'll, we'll figure it out when we get to that point, I guess. But yeah, Cody, I don't have to lay out any further points on him. He has clearly played the best game. So if he is there at the end, he will win and it will technically be deserved. It's the saddest outcome, though. Yeah. I th- which which one do you hate more, Cody winning or Nicole winning again? Um, oh, my God. If Nicole was the first two-time winner ever, <laughs> I, I don't think I could live with that. <laughs> okay, um, I guess that's the worst I, outcome. I, I, I think I would need Cody okay, to win. Which is worse, Memphis winning or Nicole winning? This is a new segment. Which is worst possible outcome? Um, 2020, this is a great segment. We can keep the racist streak going. I don't know. Like, between Mickey and Memphis back to back. See, so that would not be worse than a Cole winning? I, I don't know. I don't know. Because the legacy of the show 
I guess, I guess, uh, no, they're both bad people. That That's a lose-lose. Um, no, that's the problem here. There's like two, one and a half contestants that you're like, okay, if they win, I'm cool with that. For me, I'm cool with my number one, Enzo. If Enzo wins, um, I'll be happy with that. I'll be okay if Tyler wins. I, I think he botched part of the season, but you know, I, I think he's okay overall. But anyway, um, Enzo, he has really positioned himself well. And I think that he is in the prototypical Casey spot. And maybe that can work because he's absolutely first on nobody's target list, which is kind of incredible. No one's even been like, yo, paying attention to Enzo. He's, he's won a few things. He's sticking around. No one's paying attention to him. He's cool with everybody. For whatever reason, it's not sticking to anybody. Um, I think that's huge. And they don't they don't have those conversations, though. I know. And um, what it's going to require for him is one more HOH win and maybe another veto win, not only for the, the preservation side and getting that far, but also for the resume side. His resume is solid so far, but it needs to be like a level up if he's, if he's going to win. Um, I think he wins against everybody except for Cody. And this is a little, this is the opposite side of playing odds that Cody, you know, won't, won't get to the final two. So if Cody doesn't get to the final two and Enzo is in there, Enzo wins against everybody. I think. Um, so do you think Enzo beats Tyler? That's close because Tyler's, Probably Tyler's best thing he's done this year, this season, is uh, jury management. So I, think I agree with. So that. maybe there's something there. You might be right. That's that's a and good also one. Tyler. Tyler has a little more of the like Big Brother Alpha mystique. Yeah, and, and his resume is is better than Enzo's at this point. Enzo's good. How Tyler's many HOHs does does Tyler have? Two now. I think two, but he's won at least two, maybe three vetoes, hasn't he? I believe he's won two. Won one wasn't wasn't his first one the the maze one? He doesn't have like a killer resume like he did on his season, but he has a good one. He's won at least two vetoes, maybe three. Okay, he won something earlier in the season that we're forgetting. I think you're right, and, and maybe I, I'm thinking of the HOH. I don't know, but he's won enough. He's won more than Enzo. Yeah. So while uh, I think en- Enzo, Enzo started got strong, the safety sweep. True. And Enzo started strong and then he's kind of tailed off a little bit. I think that first impression has stuck in my mind all season. So he does need to do something more resume wise, but I really just think that the social game gets you so far here. And I think he has a really good chance of winning against most people. I also think resume is made in the final eight. True. Yeah, if if he skates to the end and doesn't and doesn't really do anything in the second half of the game, then that might not work well for him. Yeah, because meanwhile, Cody, every chance he gets to win is winning. It's dominance, complete dominance. So I, I don't know. I just I can't get over it. like Danny goes home tonight, and it's like, are you really happy that you played this shitty game for number seven? Every move you made guaranteed you final seven. Congratulations, you got it. Yeah, it's pathetic. It was obvious to us. You make a move three weeks ago and this entire summer might be different. Maybe you crash and burn and you go out that week and, you know, sorry, but at least you know you tried. And someone like her, she 
got screwed in a similar way to Ian where like she didn't have much of a chance to defend herself. But I'm going to give Ian more credit because Ian literally had nothing to do with it and had no way to defend himself. Danny made this bet for herself. It, it was it was coming. Yeah. I, I don't think going into tonight, was there any world where Danny wins? Wins the season? Yeah. Um, I mean, I just think the world is, if the world existed where she ended up in the final two, I think she would have a good shot against most people. Okay, let, let me rephrase that. What were the chances of her getting the final two? Very, very, very slim. There you go. So that that's, you know, that's it right there. Well, she got the final seven. Congratulations, Danny. What a season. Um, I guess our last topic of conversation should be is a Texan an animal. Oh, my God. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, that guy's, and that is your mastermind. That is who is going to walk to the end and win this game. Absolutely. I can't think of a worse indictment. Yeah, it's really, it's really tough. Do we have anything else? No. All right. I'll, I'll outro this one. Good night, house guests. 